When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. You put in five bucks, get $150 in free plays. If you bet on these NBA finals, uh, you just got to be a new customer. All right. Now joined by the great PJ Brown. Uh, PJ, women's basketball, softball. You've uh, (laughs) you've been all over this. You've been all over here the last six, seven months. Absolutely. I was just thinking about it. Um, I woke up yesterday and I didn't. I actually had an interview later in the day, but I didn't have a story that I had to write. And I was like, my body was like, what do you mean? Isn't, isn't the season over? Like, right. My mind was like, no, I got a little bit more to go. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. So we're going to, obviously we're going to talk quite a bit about that, but let's talk, let's talk about this softball season. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week. I think this is going to be the year where it really, people look back on it and it'll say, these these women out here really showed a lot of you know stick to itiveness because I mean you've you've covered uh, you've covered basketball you've covered softball at the highest level when you get kind of into that tough area right there it's easy to kind of say all right well there's next season that there was none of that with this softball team this year no and I really when you look at Arizona um, teams in the past you you don't see that right whether it's softball or basketball, at least none that I've covered or have read about. Um, Two summers ago, I went back, or was it last summer? I can't remember. I think it was two summers ago. I did the, where I went back and looked at every single year and I wrote a story about all their appearances in the uh, World College, uh, Women's College World Series. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of things happen during the season, but they never give up. And And I think that's a sign of, of the program. Exactly. Um, one thing that I do remember in the past that Mike Candrea used to say was there were times when his players were on islands and islands by themselves. And it wasn't until they kind of got on a big island with everybody else, all of their other teammates is that's when they put it together and they made those great runs. And right. I think the same thing happened here. We didn't talk about it that, that that way this year because it's now Caitlin Lowe's program. And she's got her own analogies, right? Mm-hmm. She right. told us at the end that it was, she told them, her big analogy was Swiss cheese. 
that everybody's a piece of Swiss cheese and we all have our weaknesses and our flaws, but when you put it all together and you're one chunk, then those weaknesses and flaws don't seem as big as they were before because the weight of the world isn't on your shoulders, right? right? And so that's, I think, what happened this year. The other thing that happened is, is Caitlin Lowe. Mm-hmm. To be honest, right. she put her stamp on this program. It is totally Caitlin's program right now. She, we watched a master class. Really did. Coaching, and we didn't sort of get it until towards the end. She knew when to pull her players aside and, and give them, you know, a pat on the back for encouragement or talk through things. She knew when to leave them alone and let them do their things. She just had the right touch with this team and it made all the difference. Well, and when you watch Caitlin Lowe, I'm, I'm a big fan of coaches that are able to just, yes, you're intense, but at the same time, you don't really lose, you don't lose it out there. You can get be intense. And when you watch Caitlin Lowe, she has a very calming demeanor. Just for somebody like me watching from my couch, that, you know, even when Arizona's down and, you know, they're probably not going to win the championship this year, but there looks like there's always a bigger purpose at play with Caitlin Lowe right there. And again, I think that's for starting the structure of this program right here. But her demeanor, it's a little bit different than Adia's, which we're going to get to in a minute. But you always get the sense with both of those two that they are in total control of the situation and they don't let their emotions get the best of them. Not at all uh, for either of them. And for Caitlin, um, it's a matter of, you know, she's honest with her players, just like Adia is very transparent. Her players know exactly where they stand every single step of the way. And in fact, when she talked to us during the season about their struggles, she would just write, come right out. She was really honest and say, Hey, they're putting too much pressure on themselves. They're thinking they can do it all. They're doing whatever. And she sort of called them out, right? But it's right. not anything she didn't tell them to know, face, in the locker right. room two days before or something. It's all the same. And so that's just who she is, right? It's just really steady. Um, and, and one thing I want to point out, I think I, I wrote this twice in two stories because I thought it was so important about Caitlin Lowe is that she knows how to manage her pitchers, which mm-hmm. is a huge thing. I mean, right. you look at any level of sports. I remember watching the the three championships that the San Francisco Giants took. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Bruce Bochy first went to the Giants and I was watching him. And I remember turning to my brother and saying, he doesn't know how to manage his pitchers, right? right. right. And then you saw him go to those championships and what did he do? Right. He managed his pitchers so well. He was one of the best at doing that. Mm-hmm. It takes time to know how to do that. And Caitlin just knew it. And you saw it in the World Series in that um, second game. Yeah, I was just going to go there. That was it. When she, We all were watching that game. We all thought Devin Nets had it under control. She had just, uh, you know, sat down three batters, I think, in two straight innings. And then all of a sudden, Caitlin puts Bowen in, and and it was that moment when we and it worked out right that we were right. like, she's onto something. And she talked in the press conference after, and she said, "I saw that they were still hitting 
uh, Devin too hard, right? right? They were starting to come around. This was the time to make the switch. The fact that she could do it on the biggest stage when it was a win or go home game yeah. means that the future is really bright for Arizona softball. You know, what's amazing too, when you watch her and, you know, everybody knows, I mean, Caitlin Lowe is one of the best softball players that this world has ever seen. So when you watch her and she, it's not like, you know, and she's not that far removed from actually playing at the highest level. So you watch her and it's almost like an extension of some of these players out there that yes, she's, she's the adult. She's the one that's going to call it, but she also just kind of feels like she's part of the team. You see some of these coaches out there and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's clearly the coach and there's this big room of separation between the coach and then the players. She just feels like an extension, a mature extension of the players out there. Absolutely. One thing that I'm always amazed at is, you know, every coach that you see, they're out like in the third base box. Right. Not Caitlin. She puts her assistant lapping out there and lets her do her job. But Caitlin knows that her biggest strength is where it's in the dugout in between bats where she can whisper to a player and they can go up and then execute whatever she is seeing from the pitcher. Now that is key. It's like having like, it's just something extra that Caitlin brings that I don't know who else brings that kind of expertise to the table. And then is right there. I mean, you hear player after player saying, Oh, Caitlin, you know, calm me down. And she said this before I went and hit a home run or something, or even last year when Caitlin was the assistant um, I remember Deja Mulipola went through a little bit of a slump one game and she came in early the next day during the regionals or super regionals. Uh, I think it was the regionals. And yeah. she went into the batting cage and Caitlin was with her and they worked on some things. And she came out and said, yeah, if it wasn't for Caitlin, I wouldn't have gotten back on track. I mean, that's what is so special about um, Caitlin Lowe and what she the extra things that she brings to this team. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the pitching coming up here. Cause I think that's very fascinating. First got to pay the bills though. PJ works for the Arizona daily star. I work for uh, easy wildcats, DraftKings. Great deal going on. You put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays. Now, uh, uh, PJ, obviously I'm, I was a giants fan growing up as well. I thought that was, well, no, you're a Cubs fan. Excuse me. Pardon, mm-hmm. pardon, but <laughs> Great point, though, about the pitching between because you had you had Madison Bumgarner, who would be somebody that you would want to bet on at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Put in five bucks uh, again, 21 and up Arizona only. You got a gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. But again, that's the place that you want to go. NBA Finals coming up here on Saturday as well. All right. You mentioned the pitching, PJ. I think that's a great point, and I wanted to go there next. So next year and generally Arizona is always synonymous or synonymous with having that one just innings eater, you know, whether that, you know, whether it's Alicia Hollowell or Taryn Mowat or Jenny Finch or Nancy Evans can go on and on down the list. Next year, you got an interesting group because you got Hannah Bowen coming back. You've also got, I mean, not Hannah Bowen, excuse me. Um, uh, <laughs> Devin, Devin Metz. Yeah, Devin Metz, excuse me. I'm getting all my, I'm getting my stuff mixed up. Hannah's been here forever. It just seems like she just is part of the furniture after a while, right? Well, She's just there. When I was, it was funny when I was going over my notes, 
And I'm like, man, she's really going to be moving on after this year. So you got, you got Devin and then you've got Sydney Summerdike coming in from California, who is wherever you want to look at it is considered one of the handful of best pitchers in the entire country. How do you see that dynamic unfolding next year at the pitcher position? Sure. Well, I think that um, obviously Devin has the experience of being at two World Series, one she played in, one she just watched. Um, And and she did a spectacular job during this whole postseason. I think they go in and and she's the leader because she has that experience. I think she sort of sets the tone for everyone else because she's older and she's been there and done that. Right. So so there's Maddie Ellish, who's who was a freshman this year. And you've got Jesse Fonts and now you've got Sydney coming in. And I think they'll look to her for a little bit of guidance and everything. Now, whether Sydney comes in and is, is, you know, the Jenny Finch or the Alicia Hollywell or whoever, right, when she comes in and she's ready to be their first pitcher who goes on a Friday night, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. And we'll find out in the fall. But I think that Devin is the leader in that bullpen, and she sets the tone for everything that happens. All right. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit of uh, Arizona women's basketball with you as well. I had, uh, I've had i had a uh, couple people, and they asked me the same thing um, about it. Who is somebody on the roster this coming season that you look at and maybe isn't quite getting a little bit of the hype? It could be a transfer. It could be – um, you know, somebody that's already on the roster where you say, that's somebody that I might want to keep, you might want to keep a little bit of an eye out. Yeah. Um, well, I think the first person and who's getting the hype, and I think deservedly so, is Maya Nashi. Right. And we've talked about her before. She's like all world. She's an all world person. She's like one of the best people you will ever meet. Right. And and then on the basketball court, she does spectacular things. Um, I also think that, you know, a couple of freshmen, I think all the freshmen we should keep an eye on because, you know, right now we've got Kaylin Gilbert and she's part of USA basketball playing for the under 18 team that's going to play next week in Argentina. And um, and she's also the overlook. She's a little over overlooked in the entire process when you think about it because you got two multiple mcdonald's all americans and then oh yeah by the way you got a team or player playing for team usa and the interesting thing about that is the mcdonald's all american stuff came out i believe like the day before idea barnes went to go was in florida and went to see kaylin play in one of her games um back in i want to say february or march or something must have been february and um Kalen was disappointed and Adia said, just go out and show them. Right. Right? And that's exactly what she's done. So I think that's a great story. I also think the, the other underlooked one is our, another Canadian, uh, Lamaya Hilton, who is Mm -hmm. also on the Canadian under 18 team and will be facing Kalen. So I don't know. I haven't looked yet. Um, when the games are, where they're going to be shown, but that's going to be a game to watch, I think, um, to see both freshmen going against each other. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, And you can't overlook um, Paris Clark. 
mm-hmm. another great, she was an all, uh, McDonald's All-American and great. You know, I haven't seen them in person yet. So I can't say the one of any of them or the transfers, um, who to, who's going to be the sneaky one, right? The right, one right. that we don't expect. Right. Um, but, you know, it could be Kalen. It could be Lauren Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to Lauren Fields and she sounds like, you know, and looks like she totally fits this program and it's going to be an exciting thing. We all think of Jade Lavelle right. because right. she's she's a scoring. We've seen her, and we've seen her up close against Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And she's a scoring machine. But, yeah, I think that um, pick them. Pick any one of them and you'll be happy to watch them because I think, I think ahead, this team – this is going to be a team that you're going to really want to pay attention to. I think this team, I'm just going to say it right out. I think this is the team that's going to go far again. They're going to be exciting. They've got, besides Shayna Pellington, who's fast, they've got other players coming in who are fast. So you'll have that element. You'll have more, not just shooters, but scorers again. And I think that's the difference because you have a shooter in Maddie um, Connor, who is phenomenal, and she'll be even better next year as a only a sophomore. Um, but you'll also have a lot of players who can just score, and I think that's a key difference uh, for this team going forward. All right, I wanted to give you a few shout-outs right here. Uh, Bob, who is on with us all the time, says, PJ does a great job of covering sports for U of A. Please let her know. Bob, I just let her know through you, and she Thanks, does. Bob. She's the best. Now, he, uh, Bob, um, Bob wanted to know this. What's the issue with Arizona with the, maybe the last couple classes and the transfers? Were, were, was this a situation where maybe it was just a fit? Maybe just in some situations, maybe just not quite, quite as good. What, what was the deal there? Well, and and I want to clarify first. It was just last season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was definitely one year. Trinity Baptiste, and she was phenomenal, and she's a professional right now. So, um, and she made all the difference when they went on that big run to the national championship game. I think this year some of it was. This was the strange year that no one visited campuses. Nobody who was a transfer and nobody who was a freshman. And I remember talking to Adia Barnes well before, I think last summer. And she said, oh, I bet you we'll see a lot of transfers because none of them have come to campus. And and you get a different feel. Like you can do all the virtual stuff and you can think like, I know it. I really like this coach. I get along with the players. But till you're actually physically there, I think there's a it's a real difference. And I just think that um, some of the problems were some injuries. So um, like, um, you know, Taylor Chavez was got injured. She had a concussion right at the beginning of the year and then she had a hip injury all year. So so you're hard to get any kind of rhythm. Yeah. Right. You don't get rhythm. Then. I'm under the imp- I don't know who had COVID, but right. some people had COVID on this team. Right. And I think some of that coming back, you know, we've talked about it before. Whenever you come back from an injury or you're out for whatever reason, 
Boy, you're like behind the eight ball. It takes you a while to get up to game speed, to get back and through your rhythm back and all of that. And I think a lot of that happened. Which you and, and the other thing is maybe those some of those players just weren't the right fit for this program. And and when you look at Adia Barnes's history with transfers, that was probably the only transfer class. That was the only transfer yeah. class that didn't quite fit, right? Every other one has been successful, whether it was the one that had Ari McDonald, Dominique McBride, and T.T. Starks, the one with, you know, um, Trinity Baptiste. Trinity, right. And there was Amari uh, Cooper. She came in and she was fantastic. Um, and, you know, it's just she was bad. Adia was batting, a, you know, a thousand. Right. And so now she's batting 700. But I think these three that are coming in are going to put her back at a thousand. I always tell people, too, that, you know, no, there's no coach out there from Gina Wariema to whoever you want that is perfect every single season. There's just, there's just no way around that, but the great ones, they don't stick in their ways. They know if you know what, maybe I need to redirect here a little bit. And you see that now I want to ask you this, and maybe this is just me being fanboy right here. Could certainly be that. That could certainly be the case, but I'm just looking at some of these contributors for next year where you've got a Maya Najee, you've got a Kate Reese, you've got a Lauren Ware, you've got an Esmerie Martinez, a Lauren Fields, a Jade LaVille, a, a Clark, a, um, a Kaylin Gilbert. You can go on and on and on. Could you make the case that maybe this is as talented a roster, maybe not the best, but as talented a roster as she's fielded? It could be. Um, the thing with growing a program is that you get better players you're every year. Right. So, and hopefully that's what you do because you're getting better, right? You're attracting better players. And, you know, we have to take the Ari McDonald out of it because right. she came in, she wasn't as good as the finished product. Um, we know that something changed there, right? Her, right. her development and her work ethic changed her and turned her into the Ari McDonald that we know. Um, but, but besides that, you know, each year Adia Barnes has gotten better and better players. I mean, you know, Lauren Ware was a McDonald's All-American. And then she went on to play um, for USA Basketball last summer. You know, that's, that's the kind of talent that Adia Barnes wants and is bringing in now. That was her goal, right? And now look at, she had two uh, McDonald's All-American in this class. And you could argue that Kaylin probably belonged on that list too. And now she's playing in, in for USA Basketball and Lamaya's playing for, you know, Canadian Basketball and Shayna played for Canadian uh, Basketball. So, um, you know, more better and better players come in. And I think this is going to be, you know, one of the best probably uh, teams that she's fielded. Adidas. Now, if you wanted to look on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you could look in the Arizona Wildcats, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Arizona is going to outperform expectations next year. I do think, and I was talking with a couple national uh, folks, 
And I uh, wanted to throw this off of you um, again. Put in five bucks, get $150 in free plays on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You wanted to bet on Arizona. Arizona is going to probably be preseason somewhere in that nine to 12 to 13 range. Would you, is that about where you would put it? Is that too high, too low? Where would you put them? That's probably where I'm going to put them ah, for my AP voting. For but sure. for everybody else in the country, I don't know. I think that they're going to, um, I think they will think highly because uh, Kate's coming back, right? Yeah. So they're going to think, that's great. And Shana's coming back. Um, but, and they're going to know that they're, they have highly ranked players coming in. I think that they may just not know. And so they'll put them in. They, I think they will be a preseason uh, top 25, right. but maybe in the second part of it. And, and maybe it's because they still thought like, they should have gone further last year and they didn't make the sweet 16, right. even though this team has turned over and there's um, a lot of top talent coming in. Um, you never know with the AP other AP folks who vote. I, I can't explain it. Right. Um, I have no idea how they vote, but um, it's crazy. It is crazy. Before we before we sign off here, you mentioned Kate Reese. What is uh, what is the timeline for her to be fully go full to be able to do everything out there? And what kind of season do you expect out of Kate? Sure. Uh, when I talked to her last month after she had had her surgery, um, she thought it was a um, little more than four months. So I think that puts her at sometime in August coming back. I think Kate's going to have an All American season. Right. She had told me that, you know, she was on a roll mansion this year. And she told me when she saw that she cried because um, because she knew what could have been right. Like she had worked so hard this year and had such a good year up to that point that she felt like she was almost there. Right. And I think that she's going to carry that in to next season. Also carry in the fact that because she got injured, you know, her team then lost a couple games. Then she came back and they didn't go they they didn't get seated as high. They didn't go as far as people had expected or they themselves had expected. I think that's the momentum and that's the motivation that Kate needs and she's going to have a great you watch her next season. She's going to be great. All right. One thing that I'm very privileged on this show is to be able to have somebody like uh, PJ to come on here on a regular basis. PJ, I'm not just saying that you, you tackle everything you do with a professionalism, but also a fun factor to it. And I get that. I've had multiple people say that they just love how you interact, how you go about things. And I just want to tip my cap to you because, you know, we're this city's lucky to have you and the coverage that you bring. And I'm very happy that you're a part of the show, PJ. You mean a lot to me. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for having me on. I, I really like that. And I like hearing that people like um, uh, my you, coverage and, and they read me and they they like to watch me on here because it, you know what? You know what it is about you know what it is about your coverage though is that you enjoy it. You can tell so many you can tell just in life like and the star does a great job of this. Bruce, my God, Bruce, Justin, all those people, they love what they do right there. But and you're right in there too, and that you like doing it. And when you when you and you know this better than anybody, when you enjoy doing something, 
it just comes through. And um, real quick though, let them uh, let everybody know again where you can where they can find you. And again, if you don't have the Wildcaster app, what are you doing by now? Because again, it's a one stop shop for basically everything. Yeah, download that free Wildcaster app. It's free. We would like you to get a subscription to the paper. Right. That's Tucson.com. But if you're here and you can't do it or you're somewhere else in the country, uh, just download that free Wildcaster app. You get everything. And you can follow me on um, Twitter at, at PJ09. All right, PJ Brown. Can't thank you enough. It means a ton. And we'll definitely have you on again this summer. Um, just keep doing you. And again, take a little bit of time off because it does feel <laughs> like you're always doing something. Enjoy a little bit of your summer. Thanks. Thanks. You too. All right. She's PJ Brown. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Thank you.